What you do to me You get through to me Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with veteran Australian-born New York City-based jazz vocalist Jane Irving. She opened up about her new 2023 album, Don't Quit Now, that serves as a reminder, a place she came to after so much uncertainty during the COVID lockdown in New York City. She didn't perform for 15 months, and that had her questioning what live music would look like going forward. She was born in Sydney, Australia, and she has called New York City home for the last 11 plus years. She spent a lot of her life studying classical piano. She's performed as a jazz vocalist for over 30 plus years. She has a willingness to explore a wide dynamic vocal range, and that together with the unique phrasing style makes her a natural storyteller in the jazz genre dig this interview. Thank you for taking a minute out today. I appreciate it. Of course. I want to get into your latest work, but before I do, I want to know, you know, COVID really did do a lot of things to artists and the musicians in the world. How did you survive COVID and how has it changed the way that you approach music and the music business now that we're kind of emerging out of it? Yes, yeah, so that's such a multifaceted question and, and I guess the way that I approached making this record was a result of, of all of those things. So living in New York City, right in the midst of, <laughs> of that mayhem, um, that was COVID, which sort of hit, you know, March 2020, a lot was up for question for me. Um, this was a recording that was supposed to happen just prior to um, everything being locked down. So uh, much of this was already ready to go, but having sort of gone into isolation um, and really questioning, you know, what life was going to be like going forward. I mean, there was a hot minute there when none of us really knew what was going on. And as a result of that, I was like, I, I don't know whether I'll be performing again, who knows, you know, and actually I didn't do a gig for 15 months, which was wild. Um, but, you know, I had a bunch of teaching that I was able to uh, keep doing online, which I was just so grateful for because that kept me afloat, that kept me in creative dialogue with my students and, and therefore myself. That was really a, a saving grace for me. But also what I found was that I was really zooming in on, on, the, on the stories that I'd been singing and, um, and what the basis of them were, uh, was rather, and, and how I wanted to um, tell my stories. And so what came out of that was this album that really for me is quite pared back and um, coming from a place of Certainly, you know, not too many guns blazing. There's a few blazing guns in there here and there, but but generally speaking, it's kind of a very pared back and nuanced approach to this material, much of which I've been singing for years on on gigs. Let's go back to your beginnings here to get kind of a better handle on who you are and how all this. Talk to me a little bit about how music became something you pursued more more specifically, how did jazz become that uh, that serum that you love so much? Right. Yeah, so uh, at the age of about 12, I guess, 
um, I started going to jazz camps, jazz music camps in, in Sydney, and I would do this every year. And this is where I met a bunch of um, Australian musicians um, who I would then sort of later go on to perform a lot with. But that's really where it was, where that, that love of jazz was um, instilled in me. And it was just, it really was a natural process for me. I, I heard it and I just felt like it clicked with me. I just felt like it was a language that um, I understood a little bit of um, enough to kind of want to kind of jump on that track. So it was really then that, that I started listening to, you know, all the usual suspects, Ella, Sarah, Nancy Wilson. Carmen McRae, etc. But but at that time I was actually um, playing piano mostly and um, a little bit of flute really early on. Um, it wasn't until later that I really started singing. Um, but but that's certainly where that started for me. What was the first live jazz show that you ever saw that really blew you away or made you think that you wanted to do that? Ooh, that's a good question. I would have to say Diane Reeves um, in Sydney. A couple, actually. Diane Reeves in Sydney. She played at this beautiful old theatre called the State Theatre and just, you know, blew my face off. <laughs> it, was just, it was such a wild experience. I just felt so inspired by her energy and just so, like, I just really wanted to be up there. And also um, Blossom Deary, um, she did a show with a Australian bass player called Phil Scorgy, an electric bass player, um, at a at a club called the Basement, and that was just the most luscious, beautiful performance. Um, you know, I, I, as I said, I play piano, and so I really have always identified with Blossom Deary. But it was the only time I ever got to hear her, and. Uh, it was a standing room only performance and it was so intimate and so delicious and nuanced and of course she sings, you know, some songs that are just hilariously funny and her approach was just so beautiful. So I'd say probably those two, those two concerts, definitely. So you're originally from Sydney, Australia. You've been in New York for a decade plus. I'm curious, what stage did you get on in New York where you thought, wow, you were a little speckled by the whole thing and kind of taken aback because it was something you dreamed that you would be a part of? Well, I came to New York originally in 2003, um, uh, but only for a month, and I knew, I just knew that I needed to live here at some point or another. Um, I was terribly sad when I left. I just, it was such a palpable feeling. I just felt like it was already home for me. Um, and so... Those those extra years went by and um, it was always in the back of my mind, but it wasn't really until 2008 that I visited again um, with my then boyfriend who went on to become my husband um, and it was just a further a further love affair. So we just decided pretty pretty fast to to just come here and um, you know I just haven't looked back since. It's pretty hard yakka being here, as we would say in Australia, but but I just never looked back. I just love it here so much. It's um, you know, it it really it really just has such a a great vibe, and I just I love the level of inspiration at every turn. You know. So you've also been at the game for for 
30 years or so. And I'm curious, what's been your key to longevity? You know, there there is a lot to be said about staying within the business and then staying creative and doing all of the things that need to be done. What has been the key for you? Look, the music, you know, the passion I have for the music, to to be honest, it's um, it's that's a really easy question to answer. It's, you know, I... There are so many stories to tell. I haven't done a lot of writing, um, but I find that the inspiration I draw from finding and mining for sort of lesser known, um, whether they be standards, um, and and just drawing inspiration from there and, and really like that creative process, the process that I love so much of of really pulling a song apart and trying to make it um, as much mine as I can is just a, a very, very strong passion of mine. Um, and then, of course, you know, performing in front of people <laughs> is something that that um, is just, you know, it's just such an important part of 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 that realization. You know, getting in front of people and and having the audience, you know, they're part of the story too. You know. They give me so much information when I'm looking at them and, and they they help me sort of want to move forward and better myself and learn more and, you know, the conversations I have with with complete strangers after gigs is just wild, you know. They tell me, oh, you ever heard of, have you ever thought of singing this song or that song? And, of course, it's just, you know, that's just such a beautiful thing, you know. That's why when during COVID, when I didn't perform for 15 months, it was just like that life source that was, you know, just cut off. It was it was such a, um, a strange time. You know? So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into the 20-year-old version of yourself, and you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained, the choices that you've made in your life. What would you tell your young version? Don't quit now. You know, there's there's so much, uh, which just of course happens to be the <laughs> the title of my new album. Um, there's so much whirring around us all the time. You know, everyone doing their own thing, people doing better than you. You're feeling like at some point, you know, you're really kind of not being seen. Um, just to to stay steady and keep moving forward. And just do what you know how to do. Keep learning, keep striving, and keep trying to focus on your truth, on on actually who you are, um, and and showing that through your music. You know, try not to get swayed by what other people are doing too much. It, it's a hard balance to strike, actually, because you know we all have different gifts and. And to stay focused on exactly what you have, you know, as a sensitive person, as a as a sensitive artist, you you know, you you do have to stay your path. But sometimes it's, it's a little bit easy to get swayed and and fall into that sort of comparison hole. But um, I think yeah, just to to stay stay the course and just to keep doing what you're doing and know that there is something there that um, that you want to share and just to keep sharing it. Just with with integrity and honesty, you know. So why do you love jazz? Oh, just because it's just there's so much diversity of expression for me. I just find that you know, 
when I'm singing jazz, uh, there are, I find there are options for me, and I love options. Um, I love just that I can really dip into, you know, so many varied emotions through the music, through a song. I can sing it more than one way. You know, one day may be sunny, I can sing a song a certain way on that day. The next day may be cloudy and I can sing it again in a completely different way, make it feel completely different but still, you know, connect with my story. I just, and I love flying by the seat of my pants up on stage. I just love it. I, I love, you know, having having the knowledge that I have and just getting up there and going for it. It's just such a thrill for me, you know. So when you lean back at the end of the proverbial day and think about your career and what you've done, there's been so many things that have happened. What are you the proudest of? That I that I've stayed the course. That I've just that I have kept on. I've kept on keeping on. Um, and really, I guess the only time that I ever questioned whether I was doing the right thing was was through COVID. That's why that was so strange. But I always knew that I was where I needed to be and wanted to be and and uh and always has really i that's a that's a sort of an inner knowing I suppose that I've always had, but yeah, just that i'm I'm here and I'm doing it in my way whatever that is each and every day um i'm I'm doing something i'm I'm seem to always be working on it whether because you know we're we're working on the music when we're just when we're ever just thinking about it so yeah just that i've i've been here all along doing doing what i'm doing all along you know and stayed the course so everyone out there jane has an, a perception or an idea of who they think you are your family your friends your fans but ultimately you live your life what's your perception of you who do you think you are oh uh, whoa that's really hard question to ask <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think now I, I am, um, I, I have a certain clarity about, about my life and, and my creative process that makes me feel a lot more grounded than I ever have before. And I think that, you know, I'm realizing, you know, the, the course that my life has taken has informed me to that point. So I think I'm, I am a, I'm an honest and giving, um, uh, highly sensitive person who has a lot to say through music. So if anybody wants to pick up the brand new album to learn more about any of your live shows, anything involving your world, where's the best place to go? Uh, first and foremost, my website, although there is a new one under construction, but, but the old janeirving.com is still there. There will be an amount of information there. Um, but also social media. I guess my Instagram is most current um, with details, which is Jane underscore Sings, um, S-I-N-G-S. Uh, so one of those two places. My new website will be up fairly soon, um, and I'm about to sign up for pre-sale for um, the 3rd of March. So stay tuned for that one. Wonderful, Jane. Hey, thank you for opening up, talking about the album, your your life and music. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks for the opportunity. 
Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest singers in Australia, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Jane for her time, music, and cool. If you want to hear more interviews, you can visit Neon Jazz Interviews at either Apple Podcast or Spotify. You can also find us on YouTube. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Don't quit now. Neon Jazz.